But today we're talking about a prevalent issue that has remained part and parcel of Africa and African sports in general. And that has to do with slavery and trafficking of athletes across the continent, uh, into Europe, America, and what have you. And of course, we can trace the genesis of slavery, even in sports, as far back as in the days when slavery was a major form of trade across the, uh, across the world. Africans were being uh, trafficked, you know, and sent to trade because of their slavery, because of their physical prowess, their strength, and whatever. So today I have internationally renowned writer, former deputy editor of The Goal, is doing big things with Al Jazeera, uh, 442, The Continent, Males and, uh, and he's doing big things, and he's a difficult man to track down. I have the singular honor of welcoming to the show Tolu Olasoji. Tolu, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor. Okay, if you package me, please. So, what can we term as, let's get into it very quickly, what can we term as slavery in sports? Uh, slavery sport is um, the same thing, the same thing with slavery today, right? Um, you know, being forced to do certain things um, without your consent, per se, or without your knowledge. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's everything that slavery is. It's just that we, um, football is the catch here. So it's everything that um, slavery is, but football is the catch there. Mm. So, if I would say, what parts of the world is this, um, is it more prevalent to have slavery via sports? Um, it would be in Africa. It would be in Africa. Because, um, I mean, it happens in South, across South, South America too, um, but then it is more prevalent in Africa because we have quite the talent. Um, spread across um, the continents um, unevenly, and um, um, but, but then there isn't the um, you know the economic part to help um, with this talent. To to uh, th there is no good, there is no fine. I mean, in football generally, there is no fine balance between demand and supply. Right? We have a lot of talent. Um, um, when you against the opportunities that there are in in, in football. But then for Africa, we don't because of the level of, um, of development of sports in Africa, right? So we don't have that um, we don't have that appeal or the balance as opposed to Western world. Mm. Mm. What are the potential warning signs that athletes can look out for, you know, to safeguard themselves, you know? to avoid being trafficked or uh, sold, avoid being sold into slavery under the guise of giving them a better, a better bargain via sports? Yeah, um, one, I think one key thing is when an agent comes to you and then is um, 
making you or is telling you to exchange money um, with return for a um, for an opportunity, right? So that's mm. like a big red flag. And um, no club would actually, and if if it's if the agent is claiming it from the club and stuff like that, and then he's reaching out to you um, via social media like WhatsApp, LinkedIn, and stuff like that, telling you a club needs you and stuff like that. No club would. Um, I'm saying these ones are more like organized schemes, right? Mm. No club would reach out to you. A certain Chelsea would not reach out to you via LinkedIn. And even if they are reaching out to you via um, email, they wouldn't use something like uh, gmail.com or chelseafc at outlook.com. They would mm. probably use um, the designated email yeah. account, right? Something yes. attached to Chelsea. Yeah, so not... Um, like an open source, yeah, yeah. like that, and, and yeah, there, there are a lot, there are quite a number of them. Um, there are quite a number of them. And, and number one, footballers need to understand the fact that, or aspiring footballers need to understand the fact that they are like, um, they are, um, their assets, right? So they should be agents that are coming to approach them, treat them as one, right? They are not people who need to be helped per se, like. They need to help you. You need to money has to exchange hands um, before they can help you travel abroad or before they can. So footballers have to footballers have to um, get that in their head that they are asset, assets. Hmm. So, if for instance, as an athlete, somebody walks up to me and says, "Oh, yeah, you you you're a great talent. You know, you look like you you have huge potential." And I think I can get you a good deal to go to a university in the U.S. Let's say, for instance, is the basketballer or an athlete is into athletics and says, "Oh, I can get you a scholarship into a, a college, you know, in the U.S." And then he's now corresponding with you, or the college is corresponding with you with a Gmail address. You should be worried immediately. Uh, no, no, I'm saying. There are there are um, there are some there are some players who have reported um, you know getting emails from certain clubs. They think uh, I mean it is supposedly um, what's it called um, like from certain clubs, right? They get mm -hmm. messages from certain clubs asking them to come um, what's it called to come play for them to come try out for them, right? And then they seeing it that way. They getting emails with at gmail.com and stuff like. But let's say um, the club is in is in um, UAE and the name of the club is Riyadh. Uh, it is RiyadhFC at gmail.com. That's where. So that one is more like an organized scheme, right? Mm. Or if an agent approaches you directly, uh, that the agent might might it might be a um, what's it called a legit agent, right? It now depends on the terms and conditions it puts you on. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm saying, the other example I gave are more like um, organized schemes. It's like those ones are, they, they operate like the 419 fraud scheme. They use emails and stuff like that. Again, football trafficking or, or how to get players um, um, entangled in, in trafficking or in slavery is not one way. Mm. Okay. It's not one way. Some some are perpetrated by people you know, you think you know, right? Mm. And some are by people who are just, um, you know, going around on the internet looking for um, young footballers to prey on. 
and some are really organized rings, right? They they are really organized rings. And... Sorry, brother. So when you say when you say organized rings, that means that there is a, a network. Yeah, there is. Involved in perpetrating, you know, acts of slavery and trafficking across the world, yeah. and they yeah, specifically they, yeah. go out to target athletes, individuals that they see have promise, or they yeah. just randomly approach people. I mean, it could go, it could go, it could go, um, it could go. Um, either ways. That's why I said it's not a one-way thing, right? So the reason why footballers should be equipped with all of this knowledge, right? Mm. They know they can come through this this means. They know they can come through this means. They know they can come through the other way, right? So it is. There are rings. There are networks of of unscrupulous agents. Yeah, out there that operate in that manner. And then there is also the case of um, you know a lone ranger who is an agent who is looking for um, but last to pray on. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay, so you know you've been you've been particular about football, but is it is this act of slavery and trafficking only prevalent in football? Uh, it's I've I've seen reports of it in other sport, right? But the thing about football is um, football is really really um, prevalent in all. Football is intertwined with um, the folklore of Africa, of Nigeria. So, football is inseparable from, you know, the people of Africa, Nigerians, and stuff like that. And so, we are mostly big on, we are really big on um, football. So, we are really big on football. And then, we, um, football is where the number is at, talent-wise. We have a lot of talent in football. Um, every nook and cranny of the country, there are footballing talent. So, so it, it, that 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 means um, would see a lot of these cases in football more than other sports, or we see a lot of these cases reported in football more than other sports. That, but that doesn't mean there isn't um, trafficking in other sports. Hmm. So, can we also say that uh, there are forms of localized or cosmetics? type of slavery in our sports? Uh, sorry, I, I, I do not get that. I said, can, can we say that, you know, whilst we keep saying uh, people trying to get you to move to so-called greener pasture, can we also say that there are some localized forms of slavery happening in our sports? Uh, in the country or on Africa? In the country, on... within the country. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen several contracts that are being signed by local players or domestic players, um, you know, signing by signing their future away with agents and stuff like that. We see it happening in the MPFL, in the NNL too. Um, so that has happened, that has been reported several times. So yeah, it, it happens on every, on every stage. It happens on every stage. The, 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 um, I, yeah, it happens on every stage. It happens on every stage. Hmm. Okay, so now uh, you said it happens on every stage. So how can we, as members of the public, guys in the media, how can we stamp this out? Yeah, I think everyone has um, a different, uh, different roles to play, rather. 
um, for media. Um, so let me start from the the National Association or Club. They need to they need to make their words or their um, footballers. They need to make them aware of all of these things, right? They need to put it up on their website. They need to put it up on their. They need to. There, there has to be like constant awareness um, for football players because a lot of them do not understand how all of these things work. So they need to, and and they are really they are really really vulnerable because they are up online. Uh, they have their Facebook account. They have their Instagram account, and it is really accessible because once you're on the internet, you are everywhere, right? So and that means everyone has access to you. So they need to. Help, um, what's it called? Help footballers understand this. And yeah, for the for media, um, what I'll say is, whenever you uh, football trafficking or sport trafficking generally, uh, um, thrives on the covert means that it operates on, because generally trafficking is is a shady business, right? Mm. So yeah, generally trafficking is a shady business. So you would expect that they thrive. In dark, in the dark, right. So what the media can do is to help shine light on it, um, and that way, um, I mean, that way people would be aware of trafficking. Footballers too would be aware of trafficking. So um, yeah, and and agents, agents also have a role to play, right? I mean, the the real one. Um, there is an association for agents for agents in Nigeria. It is registered. How functional is that association? Um, I mean, I've, I've come across couple, a couple of them, and um, we've had interactions that get towards. I mean, I had interaction with the chairman last year. That was the last time I had interaction with him. So we had interaction about how they can curb um, traffickers or um, unscrupulous agents in Nigeria. You know, to um, to to out their their business, right? Mm. So they, they talked about um, publishing the names of people that have been caught in that act, and yes. also and they, um, they do that. Names up. Yeah, they did that. Uh, I have not come across any of those. I have ah. not come across any of those. To be honest. That's where the problem is. Yeah, I think, so I think, I think, I think, I think that um, the problem systems around regulation, regulation of the industry. Okay. Um, as you are a journalist, you can also decide to be an agent. Yes, yeah, so there's always this license. of interest, right? No, you can, always... you can sign up to be licensed and you find yourself as an agent because of the access you have via the media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah, that, yeah, I know. that is where a lot of the problem lies. People yeah, so can parade themselves. I, yeah, and then there's this. There's this. I mean, um, no, it's not necessarily agents that um, that participate in this um, dark ring of um, slavery and sport, right? There are also um, people who are placed in um, in I or in in big offices, right? Mm -hmm. Big offices that are also complicit in this, right? Mm. I mean. The fact that you are not actively involved in it doesn't mean you are not complicit. Yes, yes. Yeah. How so does the ITC get out? Yeah, it could be a decision you make or you kind of like favor mm. that ensure something happens, right? That ensure, yeah. I mean, 
the 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 NFF um, and some certain bodies, the state FAs and the likes, they have a role to play in all of this too. Yes, um, because there there is always there is always the clearance players need to you know to move abroad in mm. some certain instances. Who are those providing them the unscrupulous against all of these things? So yeah. there is also um, an issue of complicity with people who are meant to be, um, you know, helping out on these issues. So once we say that um, education, enlightenment, are very key sources of very key forms of trying to nip this in the board. But we know our people know the year one. Our people want to hammer. They want to go to that greener pasture. You say the grass is always greener on the other side. What can we do to reduce this to the barest minimum? Um, yeah, education is key. That's one thing. And also you can't rule out the fact that athletes themselves, in, in, in cases are complicit, they know what they are, they are adding into, right? Uh, but then they still want to go there because they feel, well, at least I'm moving out of Nigeria or I'm moving out of West Africa mm -hmm. and the, the grass must be greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that is also one thing. Um, footballers, greed, also play a part in some of these um, issues. Because I've, I've been faced with one in the past, early this year, yeah, if Bola approached me and then I could, I could sense from all what, what he was saying that he walked, he walked, um, what's it called? He walked his way to, into the whole thing. So yeah, um, there is, there is the need for education on the part of footballers, right? There is the need for education. A friend of mine, yeah, he was on your show, right? He must, yeah. he does great things with Footballers Connect, um, helping, players uncover um, certain network or certain rings um, with football or sports trafficking. And yeah, like I said too, um, the national associations and clubs also have a huge role to play in, um, you know, acting on, on the best interest of their players, yeah. um, educating them. So they, they really have a, a huge role to play and also the media too, have a great role to play, you know, projecting um, the fact that um, sports um, trafficking is a real menace, uh, away from the, the constant flow of, um, of new cycle. I mean, we were always carried away with um, what Cristiano Ronaldo did yesterday, what today <laughs> will be. Yeah, so we always fixated on that without um, talking about issues that are seen as adjacent. So all of those, and also um, international footballers also have a role to play in this, uh, or successful footballers, right? Because um, part of the reason why these players are desperate to leave their country is, is because um, they see these players, they see them basking their wealth, and then they want exact thing. So, I mean, if they can also um, do a little bit of balancing, right? So, I mean, once in a while, um, acting like mentors, showing players what they've been through and how they managed to get to where they are. The fact that 
as a footballer, you must as a footballer you must have a plan, and you, the plan has to be um, really, really um, um, rational. You don't mm. say you want to leave now. I mean, they they come they come with they come to these footballers with dumb dumb offers, right? They tell you. Give me oh, give me an uh, example. Well, example. I'm thinking, oh, there is this one, there is this one, Omar Fatiba um, unraveled on, on, on Instagram. And then he wrote about it. He talked about a player who wanted to go to my, who thought he was going to Miami when the, the document clearly stated, I think the document clearly stated that he was going to Miami. Miami. Wow. Miami, yeah. yeah. South so, Asia. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it got played and then he landed in in Asia. Wow. So there are a lot of these things. He didn't see the tickets that he was buying. I mean, players are always, they are often blinded by. Wait, I, I don't know wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on. Details. Who bought the tickets? I do not really know the exact deal, but that was like the catch of the theory. Okay, give me, give me, give me a scenario that you have the full details of what went down. You know, of what went down, and that yeah. would be that would be the story I worked on, right? Yeah, let, 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 yeah so, let's hear that. Also, so he felt, um, after Labi Mashoud was, um, I think, 23 years old at the time, mm. and then he felt, um, he was going, yeah, he was going to Mongolia, right? He felt the club ordered for him, right? Mm. But actually, what they presented him was, what the agent presented him was, um, a photoshopped version. Uh, he photoshopped everything basically and then they sent it to him so huh? he trusted this guy he trusted this guy because the guy played football at that time I think the guy played football in Mozambique or somewhere so the guy he trusted the guy because he helped the guy with um, domestic um, cures uh, whenever he's back in Nigeria washing his car and stuff like that so he basically saw him as a good uncle as a street, or street uncle so he felt well he can't do no wrong by me right um so um, they tried getting him a club in Mozambique. It did not work out. And then when the opportunity for Mongolia came, uh, he moonlighted as, as an opportunity. So he grabbed with both hands. And yeah, yes, the, I mean, it was photoshopped, right? He came from Mushugo. He wanted to go to Mongolia. It was photoshopped. But yeah, the, the red flag that um, should have called up the deal, that I should have spotted and then called up the deal was, the fact that he was going to provide his own um, travel um, expenses. So to cover for that, his father and grandfather had to sell their land. So this is a common practice. People yes. often sell their landed properties or their, uh, their, their properties basically to help their children. Because again, when you go tell your parents that, oh, I'm going to Mongolia and then I'm going to become the next victim there. But everyone, I don't know who doesn't know about the, the fortunes in football, I, sorry, football. Where yeah. eventually make it as a top tier. Yeah, but not Mongolia. Yeah, but then uh, uh, his, his story would probably convince them that oh, when I get to Mongolia, I'm crossing over to um, Chelsea or Real Madrid. Like you said, yeah, to Chelsea or Real Madrid. No, uh -huh. I mean, they, they, they are not always um, they are not always being realistic with themselves. They are not always being realistic. That's the reason why education is like a key thing for football players for aspiring football players too. So they're not always um, realistic with themselves. So um, they sold, they sold um, I think two plots of land or how many plots of land to wow. raise $1,200. And that's, 
and that phone there is stripped. Um, uh, so he got he got a month a month visa also got a month visa and then he was playing with the team. The team were in second division of uh, Mongolian Premier uh, Mongolian football um, system, right? So he was actually really performing because he was that good, and then he he was scoring goals for them. He's a striker, um, but um, his visa ran out, and then he couldn't renew. So Why then he, he stayed on. He, he wanted to see. Eh? Why couldn't he renew? Because he came. He came. He came on. He came on a tourist visa. Wow! And the club. He came on a tourist did the club visa. know that he came by a tourist visa? Yeah, they, I mean the club too were complicated. I spoke with the president of the club, let me, right? So let me ask um, you this question. To before yeah. this young man decided to leave for Mongolia, he must have been playing for a particular club in Nigeria. Oh no, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was playing for. Um, he does not really have a track record playing in Nigeria. I say. He just features for this club, and then maybe when he when he leaves, he features for that club, and then he trains. So he wasn't going directly from the club in Nigeria. So, so it was, was like a free agent. Yeah, it was aware. Oh, people that we call those that play jungle. Um, yeah, but it was a bit curious, but not really jungle. So, but he still features in competition and stuff before he left. Okay, so he gets yeah, to Mongolia. So, so the thing, the, thing about, yeah. the thing about this club too over there is that they know what they are getting in the black market, but they still want it because it's, it's very cheap. They still want it. So, when, so from the conversation I had with the president, they were also complicit in, in all of these things. And they said they're looking for the guy too because the guy kind of like swindled them and then never returned. Who? The agent so or the player? The agent, the agent swindled them and they never returned. A call, a call up from the player on Facebook and WhatsApp, the only means of communication. So, this is amazing. So, yeah, for the after one month, his visa expired, right? His, his visa expired, yeah. So, he couldn't play professional football again. And, and again, they were offering to pay him $400. I don't know if it's one month or three months, I can't really. Um, Get specifics right. So they were, they were, um, they said they were going to pay two hundred dollar, and then it was going to because the money wouldn't be enough for living right. So it was going to get other um, a minor job right. Mm -hmm. So he got one. He was helping out at the restaurant, washing cutleries and plate and whatever, and then he was able to live by on, on that. But then he, he was They had to detach him from the club. Because again, he can't feature in, in the league because he has he doesn't have um, a visa that would um, permit him to work in the country. So he had to start to by working. Yeah. So let's pause a second. So he had to start living um, by. Um, he was camped in 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 an apartment with three other guys. One also came the other guy. The other guy, I actually don't know the state of the other guy now, but one also came via the same team, right? Photoshop and stuff like that. And the guy was planning on bringing several other people to Mongolia on the same scheme. Okay, and so 
hold on. The $1,600 I paid was for what? Was for visa and travel expense. So the agent obviously took a cut of that $1,600. No, I, I don't know if it, if it did because I never asked. But of course it would. Yeah, but basically what they do is what a club would never do to what a club would never ask you to do is what the agent will ask you to do, right? A club, if they need you, would send you um um would food for your travel expense yeah. and for other things, but the agent will ask you to do all of those. A an unscrupulous agent will ask you for all of those. So that was the red sign we failed to, you know, to spot because again he's a desperate footballer and uh he, Perhaps doesn't know all of these things. He, yeah, he, he told me he doesn't know all of these things. Uh, what what can what what can we do to bridge that lack of enlightenment and education? You know, aside initiatives like Ebola's Connect and what have you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's to take it to um, the grassroots level, right? Yeah. Because yeah, and um, the agent, the chairman of the. F-I-F-I-A-N, mm. um, I can't remember, F-I-A-N, yeah, that's the name of the, um, something intermediary association, Federal Intermediary Association of Nigeria or something. Uh, Mr. Ayodele, we spoke about this and then it was like, uh, they're going to take this thing to um, the grassroots levels. They're going to make sure they take it across several clubs and preach to them, mm. enlighten them and stuff like that. I I mean, if this guy was doing one of those um, um, proposed gatherings, he probably won't fall prey for this. You mm. understand? He probably won't fall prey to this scam because he will know that, well, no agent will ask me that I should bring money to travel. You understand? So he yeah. will know all of these things and then probably be afraid of, of the assets. Yeah, so. So yeah, he, he started working at construction sites. He started working several works here, and um, the, no, because he couldn't keep the jobs the jobs for long because he doesn't have a, a work a visa that permits him to work or a work permit in Mongolia. So he couldn't keep them for long. So he kept on like changing jobs, and then there are period where um, he would be unable to secure a job, and he would have to live on um, money that is being contributed for him by um, what's it called his teammates or his club president gives him like stipends and stuff like that. So he, he lived he lived like that for a long time before I got away of the story. I heard of the story in December 2018 and then I didn't act on it until um until June 2019. So Where I, is he I, now? I wonder he's in he's in Oshogo he's back um trying to Make it football, it's training and stuff. He's not playing for any team yet. But of course now, yeah, yeah, he's not playing for anything. He plays for teams and then he plays local competitions at the moment. Wow. But of course now he is enlightened and then he knows what and what not to do when approached by people like this. Hmm. This is a very sad story. Yeah, he, he actually had to stay in because um, every day you spend in Mongolia without. Hello, Tony. 
out what a, a, a valid so I think it's money I'd amounted to seven hundred and fifty dollars something like that so wow um, yeah he actually had to sleep in, in, in the, he actually had to stay in detention for like seven days I couldn't assess him I only I was able to assess uh, uh, what's called his his friends that he had introduced me to and yeah but it was lucky he got help and then he got back to Nigeria so I mean there are a lot of people who are still who are, who are, so are trapped yeah who are still trapped in those countries uh, and then they've had to like pick up illegal businesses or illegal uh, wow that's quite sad uh, I, can, I can only imagine how occupations um, like um, um, in terms of them actually like I can only imagine how um, heartbroken his parents would be, you know, his father and his grandfather, with what eventually happened, you know, with, with this bot deal. And um, a lot still needs to be done to let people understand that slavery and uh, trafficking of athletes is a real deal. And it's not just football. It's happening in athletics, it's happening in basketball, uh, with the promise of getting you into a college in the U.S., uh, putting you in a high school, you go to a foster, foster care. It is happening and it is real. And our people, I always say one thing, and that is that not everybody can play in Europe. Not everybody will play abroad. If you're a footballer, there are footballers who have made their careers by playing only locally. And they are living decent lives, you know, after their careers. And uh, a lot still needs to be done to push the gospel and the awareness, especially to young up and coming athletes, that they need to be very, very careful. So, look, if you. Yeah, absolutely. Any, yeah. any parting words as we round up? Um, I mean, the, what I'll say is um, um, it should be public knowledge that there is football um, trafficking or sport trafficking. Some, it's still alien, alien to a lot of people, right? And then players should also be one. Um, I mean, I love what you said, right? Um, about not all players will make it in Europe, and then there should be, there should be. Um, I don't know how to put it now. Is it courses or something? There, oh, there, there should be We should do a lot better. That education. We should do a lot better to develop our own domestic game, whereby we are playing it, domestic. Yeah, but before then, yeah. but before then, because. It, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it, that, that's like a long shot and mm -hmm. we all know it probably won't. I don't know. I don't want to be pessimistic on this, right? Yeah. Uh, we all know it probably won't happen. But then for the, for the safety of footballers and their lives, they should just understand that they, not all of them will probably be. And, and footballers should always have a plan B. That, yes. That's one thing. I when you have a plan B, you, you become less desperate. And when um, this becomes public knowledge, that is like half of the finance uh, being dealt with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if
if there is knowledge for Bakalabi, it, it won't have to go through all of that. And then, yeah, so yeah, that, that, that's what I think. Lovely, lovely. Thank you for the great work that you do in shining the light on slavery in sports and uh, trafficking in sports. Hopefully, the gospel will reach the four walls and all the corners of our country, and the young people will, young athletes will stop being desperate and more or less try and see how they can create better lives for themselves, have options, and build their careers without having to be desperate. Um, thank you very much for joining me on Night and Extra to me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to Night and Little Extra. Um, I have a tipping service out now, so if you like what we're doing, if you like um, what I'm doing with this podcast and you'd like to support the course, uh, there will be a link will be available when I post this. It will be available on the platform that you're listening to this podcast for, so you can just drop a tip to help continue pushing this podcast. And Thank you for joining in. Bye for now.